I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal. I hope you are well, whether you're enjoying this around the world, whether you've been watching on YouTube or listening on your podcast platforms. It's Friday, it's always a nice feeling and it's always a little bit more extra special when it is North London Derby weekend. So we're going to spend today's show talking mainly about that because let's face it, there's no nothing bigger going on this weekend than that encounter at the Emirates and I am going to do it in the uh, very capable partnership with this man here, who I'm sure you all know doesn't need too much introduction. It is, of course, Tom Canton from the Guna Talk. Tom, how are you doing, mate? All good? Yeah, very good. Tired, but good. Yeah. Tired, yeah. I will, I will tell everyone we're recording this on Thursday, although it is going out on Friday. And so Tom is still struggling a little bit from his late night excursions at the Emirates on Wednesday night with that Champions League. What time did you get in? About 1.30? Yeah, 1.30 in the morning, yeah. Yeah, long one. Yeah, I'm not missing that at the moment, Tom. I have to say, I'm much more enjoying the home games, being able to watch them, and then, uh, yeah, not hanging around in mixed zones for hours upon end. I'm not missing yeah. it. I reckon I will soon start missing it, but right now, mm-hmm. I'm not, I have to say. Yeah, that was a fun night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I mean, if there's a way to come back to the Champions League, that's certainly the way to do it. Four goals and... Uh, I did, you know, I think you can break down a lot of the good things that we did, but I think there has to be kind of the undertone that PSV made it very easy for us during that evening. Really, really did. Um, Peter Bosch said before the game, he was like, we're going to come and attack Arsenal. We're going to be, we're going to show courage. And I'm like, I don't know if it was courage and more naivety uh, on their part, to be honest, because they were very open and we took advantage of it. Yeah, yeah, they were very open. They're very much uh, bot side, sort of looking at the way they played on uh, on Wednesday night. But yeah, I mean, you can only beat what's in front of you. I and mean, they did cause Arsenal mm-hmm. a few problems, I thought, on the breakaway. I think they're going to certainly be a much tougher proposition in the in uh, in the home game over in Holland. But yeah, it was clinical, wasn't it, from from Arsenal? They were they were so so good going forward. I, I felt. I remember I was writing something in the build up to that game for the website, and um, I said it felt like Arsenal were going to give someone a bit of a hammering fairly soon. 
and and yeah they were so clinical weren't they the quality of the goals all of them it was just a real real top quality display of finishing yeah, it really, really was. And I think it was important that we scored early to kind of settle the Champions League nerves because that was yeah. always the narrative that was running throughout the game was that this was the return to the competition. And we were going up against a side in PSV that obviously had beaten us last year in, in the away leg in the Europa League and, and really were a tough side in the first leg as well. I say leg, you know, it's obviously in the group stage, but yeah. the 1-0 the home win was kind of a really gritty, hard-fought 1-0 win. It wasn't a, a free-flowing, dominant display and, and they had chances, but they've lost obviously the likes of... Simmons and Gakpo and Ibrahima Sangara as well. So they are a different side. There are some plenty of players still there that were there the last time. But, you know, when you've got Sergino Dest playing an unorthodox left-back role against a fit and fire in Bakaya Saka, you know, that leads to the first opportunity. And Odegaard was... I described him as as near to a perfect performance as I think I've ever seen. Um, he was outstandingly good. So, yeah, exciting times to to watch. He was so, so yeah, there's just a few moments in that where you know when a player's playing well, where you almost laugh at how good they are. You know, he does something and you just laugh to yourself at how brilliant it was. He was, yeah, he was absolutely sensational, Martin Odegaard. I was, I was talking actually, I was doing my show uh, that went out on Thursday morning and I was saying, I can't really think of many better players in the world right now in his position than Martin Odegaard. In the quality of his finishing now, how clinical he is, the way he strikes a football, you know, he's not just about playmaking and creating chances the goals he scores as well I mean you sort of obviously De Bruyne is like the benchmark at the moment in that position he's injured um but you know other than KDB I just can't really think of anyone else really I'd want in that position in a team right now and he's still so young Odegaard it's so exciting what he, what he could be yeah, I think the other obviously form player ironically feeds quite nicely into the weekend, which is James Madison at Spurs. Yeah. You know, he's the other uh, attacking midfielder that's having a really fantastic start to the season. But yeah, you look beyond that. I suppose Drew Bellingham at Real Madrid is playing a more offensive role as well, mm. um, and uh, he's certainly being kind of their force, if you like. And Odegaard is certainly being a force for us. I still can't quite believe they let him leave <laughs> because mm. it just staggers me that thirty-two million quid is all that it took to get this guy through the door in this. You know, it's only two years ago, you know, 2021, since we we brought him in. Uh, and it just seems like that is must be one of the bargains of Premier League history. Yeah. When you look at the prices that people are playing, paying for people now, and like you said, at the time when Real were beginning to sort of change as well and go for a younger team, it was it just seemed like the perfect moment for them to to finally bring him in. But obviously, they've gone down another route for Arsenal. It's, it's worked out perfectly as a yeah, captain playmaker, goal scorer, I mean, top scorer last season. He's just such a good player and he's going to get better. He's going to sign this new contract very, very soon. And that is really, really exciting for, for Arsenal. Before we get into the Spurs game, you mentioned it right there. I just wanted to um, sort of flag this quickly. Um, let me just bring this up on screen for those watching on YouTube. You were down in the mix zone after the game and you spoke to Luke de Jong. Um, it was quite interesting. He said to you that they're already basically competing for second spot after, after one game. Yeah, surprised at, surprised at that comment because obviously it was a brilliant win for Arsenal, but it's very different when you go away. And like last season, PSV destroyed Arsenal really in the home game. It was two two nil, wasn't it? But it could have been much much more than that. They had a couple of goals disallowed, were far far better. So, are you surprised it almost seems to be waving the white flag after after one game? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like I asked the, the specific question about do you are you going for for second spot. I I asked him do you think you approached the game in the right way, being so open and offensive? And, you know, he spoke about how that they always wanted to come and attack and play their game, but he spoke about how Arsenal always created a spare man. There was always space when PSV tried to press them and they played through that press really well. And then he added on that, you know, PSV are looking at 
basically competing for second spot with the other two sides, Sevilla and Lons, who are, I think that they should be the second team in the group because Sevilla are not very good. Um, they're not the side that, that won the Europa League only you know months ago. They're mm. fourth bottom in La Liga right now. Lons, since losing uh, Appender and Fafana, are now bottom of Liga as well. So sitting top of the Eredivisie after four wins, four games, 13 goals scored, you'd look at them and say... Yeah, they, they're good enough to to qualify through this group with Arsenal, especially considering they beat Arsenal last season. But I think it maybe shows how much progression has happened since we last played them. And the mm-hmm. perception of even the opponents of Arsenal have added Rice, you know, have added Raya into the side as well, have added this, this level of quality uh, and the improvements of individual players like Odegaard, who we've already mentioned, but also the unit that is the defence and it's, that's come together. You know, when we played... At the start of last season against PSV, Ben White was only really starting out playing in that right-back role, whereas now he is a fully accomplished right-back in this Arsenal team. And again, I thought the weekend against Everton, he was an understated player in that in that performance. I thought he was excellent. Mm. And, and so I think that, although I'm surprised that he, after just one game, has kind of said, well, you know, Arsenal are going to get top spot, there's obviously reason behind that almost consolation at this point. Yeah. I mean, it was a perfect start, wasn't it? I think I went into the game thinking... You know, is the occasion going to be a, get a, a little bit too much? Of it? Are they going to lose their heads a little bit and, you know, sort of play into PSV's hands? But they didn't at all. It was a really professional performance from them. They didn't let the occasion get the better of them. You know, Martin Odegaard spoke about it afterwards. He said they were really pumped and they wanted to prove a point. But sometimes that can kind of work against you, can't it? But it didn't on the, uh, on the night. I thought Arsenal were off it. Like you said, the early goal was brilliant. It settled any nerves. And I thought it was so fitting that Saka got that goal. I, the first goal back after six years for a player who's basically kind of the been the central force of this upturn since Mikel arrived he sort of you know carried the team on his shoulders as a teenager and got the team to this point and for him to score the first goal for was really really uh, just a really fitting moment and from then on it was yeah it was it was men against boys on the um on the most part but look I want to sort of switch attentions now to to Sunday and you know, what's just a huge North London derby. I mean, they're all, it's, it seems like every single season now we keep saying, oh, this is a massive game. This is a massive game because of one narrative or the other. But this one, obviously, both teams have started very, very well. Um, they're going into it level on points. Tottenham ahead of Arsenal on goal difference. They've scored more goals. Arsenal conceded less. But um, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think in a way, Wednesday night was perfect for Arsenal going into this one because it's been a little bit, I don't know how, how I describe it. It kind of stop start in terms of Arsenal's start to the season. They've played well, they've picked up results, but they haven't blown anyone away. They, they needed, I felt, a result like like Wednesday night to really kick start the season. And and they got it just to the perfect time. You think that's going to really send them into Sunday in real buoyant mood? Yeah, I think there was a lot of talk about the fact that, you know, Spurs have got this week off and Arsenal are going to play a midweek game. But actually, you know, Spurs' last game is, yes, it's a moment where they scored two late goals against Sheffield United and that that's a boost but there's something to be said I think about the question marks that go with that game that they had to really dig in to to find a way around Sheffield United whereas Arsenal were dominant against Everton deserved more than just the one goal that they scored and then have obviously got this game against PSV where they've then showcased all of their potential um, of what they can do to a side if you open up. And Spurs are probably the most open team 
that we'll come up against in, in the games we've played at the start of the season. You know, Man United came to Arsenal with a strategy to counter-attack and it, it worked to some degree, but ultimately ended in failure. And I think that maybe Ange Postacoglu might look at that and go, well, if you are going to beat Spur, if, if you are going to beat Arsenal, then you probably do need to try and attack them as much as you can to get and, and take opportunities that you create. But by doing that, you are opening yourself up to, to being at your most vulnerable against Arsenal. So if Arsenal could play any of the quote-unquote big six, I think a home game against Spurs is probably the most favourable right now because they are the most open of all of those teams that do try to attack, that that will be threatening and we will have to cope with that, but should have plenty of opportunities for Arsenal to get in behind and you know, find Trossard, find Jesus, get Odegaard darting in and around outside the box, get Saka driving to the byline again. And even though without Martinelli, I think Trossard showed, you know, what he brings, the variety, the unpredictability in his game. And I think all of those four are going to be a great threat that, Spurs, I'm not sure whether or not they have an answer to still. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame Martinelli's out. I mean, obviously, <laughs> Mikel says he's he didn't rule him out completely, but I think we all <laughs> can kind of uh, read into that. I can't see any way that Martinelli comes back from a hamstring issue where he doesn't train on Tuesday, he doesn't play on Wednesday, that suddenly he's playing in North London derby on Sunday for a player who relies on pace and acceleration. I mean, he's out. Obviously, no Thomas Party either. But you mentioned Trossard then. I thought... You know he's come in for Martinelli and done so so well in the in the games against Everton and last and last night um, sorry Wednesday night I thought he was sensational in that in that game Odegaard was great Jesus was fantastic but Trossard was really really good his goal was brilliant he's mm. sort of played it's the run and then the pick out for Jesus for the third goal as well was top top quality and you know when you lose a player like Martinelli it can be a real real big big blow but when you've got the strength in depth and you've got players like Trossard who can come in. Um, it's such a big boost. It's a bit of a different Arsenal setup, you know. They, they was, I thought Trossard actually did still hug the touchline a lot yesterday, mm-hmm. more so than I've seen him doing quite well. He, lo- he loves to drift inside, but he still stretched the game a lot yesterday. I don't know if that was a deliberate thing that Mikel told him to do, but um, I think we'll see more of that against Spurs because Arsenal want to stretch the pitch, make it as wide as possible to create those that space for the likes of Mike Nodegaard, who in the the game at Spurs last season obviously absolutely reveled in the space that there was. In the middle, I heard Son talking, or I saw a quote from Son in the build-up to this one saying that he doesn't think Arsenal would want to play Spurs at this point because of the form that Spurs are in. And I'm like you, I'm not too sure I agree with that. I think Spurs at home, Arsenal, they're they're not going to be fearing this new look Tottenham under Postacoglu. They'll give them respect. I think they probably deserve respect because they've started the season very, very well. But um, you know, the form Arsenal win, the fact that we're looking at probably only Martinelli and Partey as the two big absentees. You know, Arsenal going into it in good shape. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. 
Mm-hmm. I think is there anything better than an overconfident Tottenham side to play? Right. You know, um, I, I'm glad they're coming in with maybe an air of arrogance about the start of their season. They're coming in confident, thinking they can get a result, which is what you want because it means that they'll try and, and, and attack us, which feeds into what Arsenal want from opposition sides. Uh, the the most annoying thing about Spurs right now is how much I quite like their manager. I know, um, same here. It's horrible. <laughs> it's not nice liking the guy, um, but you can't, you know, can't beat around the bush. I think he's he's a he's a great human being, to be honest. On the sounds of things, like he talks really well, he speaks yeah. really well. Um, he's very down to earth, very grounded, and he wants to play football, which is always commendable of a coach, you know, rather than the reductive Mourinho's and Conte's that they've had uh, in recent years and. You know, those types of, of managers have succeeded against Arsenal so many times because Arsenal tend to struggle against sometimes that type of, of performance. So I also like Ange because I think his style might suit a North London derby more so for Arsenal, as we've been discussing. I think that Spurs come into the game off the back of obviously some really good form and, and four wins out of four in the last four games. But um, I still think there's something to be said about the opposition that they faced. Um, yes, they beat Man United, but this Man United team aren't very good and arguably in that game deserved more with the, the handball call from the penalty that was, wasn't given. Um, and they had a spell in that game where they probably should have taken opportunities in it as well. A Burnley side that still managed to score twice. So I think a pretty, I've really underperformed what people's expectations were of them. Uh, Bournemouth, of course, as well, away from home, you know, arguably could have got something from that, even though Spurs got a couple of goals. Um, and then who's the other game that I'm missing? I'm sorry, I'm missing United. Sheffield United, of course, yeah. which we've already mentioned, who you know could have come our way with something quite easy if it wasn't for a big turnaround. So I, I look at Arsenal, I think they're going to the, the, the game with a better amount of momentum now, especially after that Champions League result and the buoyancy that will give them. And I think that Arteta's got plenty to be confident about going to this one. Mm. I kind of look at how Arsenal started the season and you know, it's been it's been slow, hasn't it? I think when you compare it to last season, we flew out the blocks last season. We're tearing teams apart, playing this brilliant, exhilarating football. Got five wins out of five. Um, this season, it's been different, but they're only two points worse off. And actually, if Arsenal win at the weekend, they've had a better start after six games than they did last season at this point. And they haven't hit top form yet. But in a way, you look at that and, you know, Gary Neville's spoken about it. I don't often agree with Gary Neville, <laughs> I have to say, but... He's got a point. I think when you're when you're sort of starting things slowly, but you're picking up points and you look pretty solid and you're dominating games, you know, it's a very you know, that's something to look at in a positive light, isn't it? You're you're not hit top form yet and yet you're picking up results. I mean, Arsenal could quite easily be sitting here with five five wins out of five. They should be sitting here with five wins out of five if it wasn't for what happened at the end of the Fulham game. Um and, and yeah, I just think Wednesday night is kind of the lift off that that they really, really needed. I wanted to ask you now yeah. for your uh, sort of looking at what Mikel might do. He made a couple of changes against PSV. Obviously, Havertz came back in. Jesus went up, uh, went up top instead of Inketia, and there was another change as well, which I can't think of off the top of my head. Raya Ramsdale. Yes, uh, sorry, no, well, Raya came for Ramsdale the other weekend, but there was yeah. um, Jesus for Inketia and Havertz was the only two changes. Okay, yeah. so we're sort of looking at that eleven. What do you think he's going to go with this this Sunday? What would your predicted eleven be? It's it's actually quite difficult to know these days, and that's a good problem for Arsenal have. I don't think we're going to see too much different from what we saw last night, to be honest. I, the one change we might see is Vieira coming back in for Havertz. Um, I think that what you talked about earlier about Trossard 
hugging the touchline a lot more against um, uh, against PSV, maybe compared to Everton, was actually because Havertz tends to occupy that half space on the left. He doesn't really come out to the, the wide left-hand side. Whereas if you watch the game against Everton back, Vieira is constantly to the touchline. He really comes out wide in that left eight position. And I think that pushes Trossard inside. So if he wants to use the wide area more, it would make sense to go with Vieira um, in for Havertz with Trossard out and those two combined. I thought they combined quite well on the day. Uh, I know that Vieira Martinelli was the partnership I was looking forward to seeing and I tweeted about that rather with a great amount of Schadenfreunde in retrospect because sadly <laughs> Martinelli got injured. But I think that what Vieira's shown at the start of the season is maybe, ironically, with Havertz being the guy he's replacing, the time that you do need to sometimes give to players when they arrive at Arsenal because it was always going to be difficult for him coming from a different league, which... Porto dominate most of the time besides Sporting and, and Benfica and it's a much more physical league and I think that's one of the big attributes of, of Vieira that he struggled with at the start was the physicality difference he'd always go down and the challenges maybe too softly and the referees weren't giving fouls like they will do in Portugal or in Europe uh, and I think he has adapted to that I think he there is a slight improvement in his, his, his kind of physique over the last year as well especially over the summer I think he's been improving on that in fact I know he's been improving on that um, and I think that what we've come to expect from that left-hand side with Zinchenko moving into midfield is there's a lot of emphasis on the left A and the left winger to do a lot of the work. Whereas on the right-hand side, you've got Saka Odegaard and White pushing up kind of closer to the touchline, far more so than, than Zinchenko does. So I like the technicality of both of those two. And I think they will cause Spurs a lot of issues with, you know, either one of Porro or Emerson who will start because Perisic is, is out. So he won't be playing at that right wing back or right back role and Porro and uh, and Emerson are both, both very offensive minded. So there's hoping that we'll find spaces down that left-hand side. Yeah, I mean, this is the 11 that I've gone for. I think Vieira comes back in for Havertz. So that's, yeah, that's mine's the same. Personal opinion on it. And um, and I think Raya starts in goal. Do you think Raya keeps it now? Obviously, yeah, I, do, I yeah. thought Ramsdale might come back in last night. I had Ramsdale, my prediction. Right. Like, it's like, I'm still at that point, though. Now I'm thinking, oh, was Everton a bit of a warm-up for Raya just to play in the Champions League game? Then Ramsdale comes back for Spurs. I'm, I, mm. I keep sort of mulling it over in my head. But I think I think it's becoming pretty clear that this might well be the... Yeah, I, I felt like I felt like, and I said it on my morning show on uh, Thursday that I, I kept on going over it in my mind. I felt like him starting Raya in this game. I don't. I think the word mistake is too strong, especially when your goalkeeper keeps a keeps a clean sheet, and does really well. But I just felt like starting Raya here instead of Ramsdale created even more of a kind of a, a furore around the goalkeeper position. If Ramsdale comes in here, the, all of the narrative is, okay, Raya's going to start in the league. Ramsdale's going to be the cup games for now until they want to swap. But by playing Raya in both, there's now this whole, is Ramsdale being treated unfairly? He got them into the Champions League. Did he deserve to play in that Champions League game after helping them get there? Did you have any question marks about Raya starting, even though he is, for most people, probably the better goalkeeper of the two? In a way, but I think we've got to sort of take our feelings towards Ramsdale out of it, really. I was, I was yeah. watching CBS reaction and I thought Henri was really good at it, on it at the end of the day. He's just like, look, because I think Schmeichel would come on and Schmeichel had a bit of a go on how Arteta's treating Ramsdale. And then Henri was like, look, Mikel Arteta's a coach. <laughs> he's, he's, he's building a team that he wants to win the league. You know, he brought in, yeah. he brought in Ramsdale to help Arsenal get top four. And now he's obviously looking at Raya and thinking you're the goalkeeper who might win me the league. And so as much as we all love Aaron Ramsdale, and I do, and he's made such a big impact and been yeah. so important in this sort of rebuild under under Arteta, I think at the end of the day, if Raya's a better goalkeeper, which I tend to think he is, mm. then 
I think you've got to kind of take personal feelings towards Ramsdale out of it in a way and just think this is it's football at the end of the day. It's cutthroat. It's ruthless. And and that's what Mikel's being. So, and I do wonder as well, it's, obviously it's creating a lot of fury at the moment, but I wonder if Ramsdale wasn't English, if it would be creating the same amount. I think the fact that he's obviously really pushing Jordan Pickford to be England number one, he just played against Scotland. You know, I think we, we as in the media, are sort of creating the story and making it a, a lot more like Mikel saying, why aren't I getting questions on Gabriel Jesus not starting with Eddie Nketiah starting and stuff like that. I think the fact that Ramsdale is, feels to be very, very close to being England number one, yeah. it's, it's a really big story over here and it's making it more of a story. So, yeah. Um, but I do think right. I think Raya starts in goal. So uh, on Sunday, I'd be surprised if he doesn't. <laughs> but then this is Mikel Arteta. So we, who knows? But um, I, I spoke to your colleague earlier, my former colleague Alex De Gold from Football London, and I spoke and I asked him for his predicted eleven for the game on Sunday. And this is what he's gone for. So he's gone for Porro at right back, see Romero, Van der Ven, a doggy, and then Basuma as a six, Sam Addison, Son Kulisewski, and he thinks Richardson as probably done enough from what he did against Sheffield United to earn the starting spot and I think Sheffield United Son started at the nine didn't he and um, Solomon played yeah. out wide yeah. so this is the 11 that he's gone for when you look at that starting 11 what would you be kind of worried about where, where are the sort of battles or the key battle that you're looking at that, that, that could be vital to you know either the game being won or lost oh, I think obviously James Madison is there you know the the the, the key player in that team um Human son, obviously, on the left-hand side. I'll tell you what, when I'm happy Ali's picked Richarlison, um, and I know there's been a lot of focus around the, the players' mental health recently as well, but I do think, it, you know, speaking objectively on a footballing side, I think Spurs are less threatening with him at centre-forward compared to, say, Son and Solomon. I've been impressed with Solomon uh, since he's arrived at Spurs. So I hope that's the team they go with, because also if their plan is in some ways with Richarlison scoring that header, that they might get some balls into the box that Richarlison can attack. Raya starting is very good at collecting those crosses. So hopefully that is in some ways, and Gabriel and Saliba have been very good as well and dealing with them so if that is in some way a plan I hope that's that's true but for me a, a doji at left back you know against Bakaya Saka that's going to be a key one Saka's you know he will be in in such fine thoughts ahead of the game um, because scoring in the Champions League what a boost that will bring to him there's been a few question marks you know about not only his form but his fitness after those suggestions of a potential injury uh, I think they've probably been slightly overhyped from what I've heard and I think that when it comes down to a player like Saka, who is so good at taking players on, and especially maybe players that underestimate him in the sense of they've not had too much time in the Premier League, as Adoji hasn't, because he's come in this season. It's going to be his first time coming up against Saka, so he's, there's a lack of experience going up against someone like him. Uh, that that could be an exciting battle. On the other side, of course, you've got Trossard uh, up against, as I mentioned earlier, Emerson and uh, or Porro in the case that Ali's predicted Porro to start. And I think with Porro being so offensive-minded, you've got Trossard and Vieira if he starts to get in behind and use that space. I think Jesus can peel out to the left-hand side as well and, and Trossard's quite comfortable moving centrally. So that fluidity and unpredictability about Arsenal's attack with all front three, I think is going to create some real problems for them. Yeah, I think it's really exciting. I think looking at Jesus at the moment, I thought that the, the showing against Manchester United when he came off the bench, obviously he didn't get too much time against Everton, but last night as well, the sort of 60 minutes he got under mm. his belt, it's just beginning to look like the Gabriel Jesus who, as Mikel likes to say, is, you know, causes utter chaos. And um, I think he could cause that Tottenham back line a lot of problems. I, don't, I mean, I, I kind of look at 
<laughs> the two here, James Madison and Declan Rice. Obviously, I don't think they're going to be that pally and that smiley on uh, on Sunday when they come up against each other. But I think that's going to be such an intriguing battle because Madison's been fantastic for Spurs. I, I said at the time when they signed him, it just looked like that was going to be a really, really smart piece of business. And it obviously is, has proved to be he's really making them tick. Um, and Arsenal can't afford to let Madison have loads of time on the ball to get his head up. And I think Declan Rice, that battle there, Declan Rice trying to close the space down on Madison, I'm sure he's not going to be too far away from him a lot of times during that game. I think it's going to be really, really crucial to um, to how you know Arsenal and, and Spurs get on. And I agree with you as well. I look at Saka and that that battle um, down that that side. And if Saka can come out on top of that one, then you know I think it's going to be a really Really good day for us. I'm not going to do predictions because I don't like doing predictions. I'm very, very superstitious, so I don't do them. But I do think Arsenal have got, you know, as good as Tottenham have been this season. And as much as I think Postacoglu is a really smart appointment for them, the sort of appointment that they've needed for a long, long time, I still think the way Arsenal are playing, the, the, the players that they've got, I think they've got a lot in their tank that can hurt Spurs. And, you know, if, they, if Arsenal are smart and don't do anything stupid and let themselves get caught on the, on the counter-attack, I think... Um, yeah, I think hopefully, fingers crossed, will be another good North London derby. Right, Tom, look, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for joining me. I know how tired you are, so I'm going to let you go. And also, a wasp has just flown into this room, which I've got my eye on over there. I can <laughs> imagine causing me some real problems in a minute on camera. So I want to get this wrapped up before it attacks me. Um, but thank you very much for your time, mate. And look, everyone, I'm sure you already follow the Guna Talk, but if you don't, I'll put the link below to go and follow Tom's channel. It's a fantastic channel. And, uh, and yeah, he's very much worth a watch and his stuff over at football.london as well. Tom, have a great couple of days, mate. Enjoy Sunday and uh, yeah, come on the Arsenal. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.